So the uh, the Trudeau government cabinet shuffle was hardly a shuffle, albeit uh, it did ruffle many a feathers. Not only uh, will Trudeau's college buddy get to fail upwards moving on to Indigenous affairs, but Justice Minister Jody Wilson-Raybould got what is being called a demotion to Veterans Affairs to clean up the mess of, I think, what's fairly called uh, Trudeau's most inept cabinet minister. A, a demotion? Well, she denies. I would say that I can think of no world in which um, I would consider working for our veterans in Canada as a demotion. Now, these two files are, or were anyway, uh, priorities to the prime minister. I mean, that's what he campaigned on, reconciliation. And then he convinced vets that they could trust him to fix, you know, the decades of neglect. So I think this shuffle is uh, signaling that neither file is a priority any longer. But that certainly veterans affairs, that's where all the misfit ministers go. No? Let's ask. Sean Broya served as an intelligence officer in the Canadian Air Force for 14 years, and now he's fighting the good fight trying to get the proper funding and support that many in uh, military have as far as PTSD. Hello, Sean. Good to have you. Well, thank you, Alex, for covering this story. Well, you know, the one question I heard in the scrum that kind of made me shake my head was when someone in the media asked, you know, how do you think you'll deal with, with um, you know, the, 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 the activists known as veterans? And I thought, well, is this what we look at our veterans now? They're activists? Well, yeah, you know, Alex, you really hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, the department and the government has long, and, and I'm going to say mostly bureaucrats because they're the ones that pull the politician's strings, especially in Veterans Affairs. Um, but, you know, the bureaucrats have long viewed veterans as an enemy. They view them as greedy, as entitled, as angry. I mean, local offices have, you know, bulletproof glass in them to provide services to veterans. And they have never been able to actually understand the very clients they're supposed to care for. And the appointment of, you know, Seamus O'Regan was was a case in point. I mean, he, he was so far removed from understanding veterans, he ended up alienating most of the veterans uh, that he ever ran into contact with. And so, you know, the fact with this uh, revolving door at Veterans Affairs and appointing you know, another minister, which it appears she's being put into a polit- political purgatory, um, you know, I mean, it really shreds any evidence that was remaining that the Liberal government really cares about veterans and wants real change for veterans. Yeah, look, uh, Justice, uh, the Justice, or the former Justice Minister now, I don't necessarily agree with with some of the things she did, but I will not discount, I mean, she's a very competent and very smart woman. Um, so I think you're probably in better hands. But I think what is becoming clear is that new governments will come in and they will promise that they can fix this particular file. But as soon as it becomes a challenge, they just stick it to someone else who can't do the job. Well, exactly. And this is exactly what's happened. You know, Seamus O'Regan introduced this so-called reinstatement of a lifelong pension. Um, You know, veterans were expecting a reinstatement of the 200-year tradition of, you know, compensation for pain and suffering that veterans have received since just after the War of 1812 that would cover both the veteran and the family members uh, for the rest of their lives. And uh, what they introduced was nothing more than amortizing this hated lump sum program uh, over the lifetime of a veteran. So once, you know, 
Seamus O'Regan was outed in a Global Mail article, which says shows that this program is going to save $1.8 billion on the backs of veterans in just the first four years. You know what? Seamus O'Regan bailed. And now, you know, poor uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould has got to try to implement this program on April 1st, 2019, and veterans are furious. Yeah, I mean, what have you been hearing from them? Because the one thing that just boggles my mind, and every government does it, this shuffling of ministers, like so close to an election. What in God's name, you know, after she's got the learning curve down uh, for the veterans uh, file, what is she going to possibly be able to get done? Well, yeah, and there's not, there's no clear indication that she's actually been told to do anything. I mean, unless we, you know, until we see this mandate, and unless that mandate letter says very clearly that she's supposed to bring about a change, um, I suspect that she will be completely unable to stand up to uh, an entrenched bureaucracy, led disappointingly by former general Uncle Walt Matinchuk, who is widely seen in the veterans community as having betrayed his, you know, so-called soldier-soldier mentality. Mm-hmm. And so what are veterans telling you uh, following this shuffle that was apparently supposed to be an improvement? And again, I, I, I'm not suggesting that this particular minister, um, Raybould, is, is substandard in any way. She's a bright woman, but she's been stuck with, with this file. Um, what are veterans telling you? Well, yeah, so there, there seems to be, you know, sort of uh, two extremes with one glimmer of hope. So, um, you know, on one extreme, which is a very sad one, is that veterans have lost faith. I mean, in the very system of government that they're willing to die to defend. I mean, we should never be in that situation in a democracy where veterans stop believing in the system of government. But you know what? Successive governments have unfortunately just relegated veterans to that sort of despair. Um, the, the other, you know, the other extreme is is that uh, veterans are really angry that you know. Veterans are relegated always to the bottom of the heap. Like, why don't veterans deserve the best talent? If we really care that we owe a debt of gratitude and, and a lifelong debt and an endless debt and all these debts that we say we owe veterans, but then we use veterans' affairs as a dumping ground for, you know, the ministers that the prime minister is not happy with, that sends a very clear message to veterans that they're not important. Right. Now, there is one ray of hope. You know, um, Jody Wilson-Raybould is widely, I can say, scorned for the fact that she led the Department of Justice when they presented the case that they said, that, you know, Canada yes. has no obligation to its veterans. Yeah. So, so veterans don't expect a lot of change. If, if, on the slim hope that she could introduce, you know, a legal, legally binding obligation that Canada will have to its veterans in perpetuity and their families, I mean, that's a possibility. The other possibility is, is that, you know what, veterans want to see a royal commission of inquiry. You know what, uh, a show that goes around to the, to the communities, and just like the, you know, the Aboriginal Reconciliation mm-hmm. Commissions for, for, you know, residential schools, that allows veterans to finally tell their story. Because what we know is we have a series of talking heads yeah. that come out, and Seamus O'Regan epitomized this, that say they care, but ignore what veterans say and and go ahead and do whatever they want. We will continue following this and uh, I'm glad we uh, got a chat and we'll see where it takes us. Sean, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. That's uh, Sean Brugia joining us tonight. Yeah, they aren't happy. I don't blame them. I really don't. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson for Global News Radio.